Welcome to Cretech Climate Cast, a podcast series devoted to educating, inspiring, and leading the built world to address the world's biggest crisis, climate change. I'm your host, Michael Beckerman, CEO of Cretech Climate, the leading voice for the real estate industry's commitment to climate tech. Join me each week for 20 minutes as we connect with the world's leading real estate and tech innovators from VCs, real estate companies, academic and nonprofit sectors. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, it's Michael Beckerman. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Cretech Climate Cast, where I talk to leaders who are helping to decarbonize the built world. For those that know me, there's a couple things that are that are near and dear to my heart. I'm particularly passionate about one, obviously my wife and my kids, my family, my friends. Number one, I love my job. Number two, and the third thing is I love Jersey. I love all things Jersey. I am a New Jersey native. I live in New Jersey and I take great pride in, in my home state. And if you're in, if you live in New Jersey and you're familiar with the real estate industry, my guest today, his family is one of the iconic names, brands in the New Jersey and beyond real estate market. So they're neighbors of mine and I have just deep, deep admiration and respect for the Suttler companies. I'm very, very proud, honored to be joined today by Brian Suttler, who's a principal of the fourth generation Suttler companies. He's 15 years spent at the U.S. Army Special Forces. So Brian, thank you so much for joining the podcast and thank you for your incredible service and sacrifice for our country. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate that. And thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, as I said, it is a great thrill to talk to a fellow Jersey uh, Jersey native. Why don't you give those that are not familiar with the Suttler companies a little bit of overview of the company and a little bit about your role? I know you've you're, you've joined the company just you know a short time ago, but I'd love to just sure. you know, have you unpack a little bit about the Suttler companies and your role. Absolutely, and it's kind of funny that you have to ask because we've been around so long, over a hundred plus years, and and depending on who you talk to, we're somewhat of an enigma. Um, we kind of, you know, we kept our, to ourselves for so long, but uh, I'm fourth generation now. And we're, my brother Dan and I are are, are the next to to take the helm, and so we're we're trying to get the word about uh, more about what we're about, and I think this the sustainability and everything plays with that. But yeah, the Southern Companies is a primarily industrial real estate development firm. My great grandfather started it in 1907. He, he was a, an immigrant from uh, from Russia. And, uh, you know, a great American success story. Moved to New Jersey, to Newark, and his, his son, Sam, after World War II, took over. He was a Navy CB. And he started, you know, getting the idea that he would, he would buy some property uh, on the turnpike and the parkway and, and made some relationships. He was a big relationship guy, a handshake guy. Uh, and those that knew Sam loved Sam and, and still do to this day. And, uh, you know, passed the buck to my father in the 80s, who was a, who was a federal prosecutor assistant U.S. attorney in, in the Southern District of New York. And so uh, my father has been running the, the show here for, for 40 years now. And um, my brother and I are, are, are fourth generation, very proud to be fourth generation and uh, looking to uh, block and tackle and move the ball down the field. You know, I, I have to ask, you know, sort of because I know so many of your family members have served in the military. And I wonder if that sort of sense of sacrifice and service 
helps define the company's uh, uh, commitment to giving back to the community, not just in sustainability, but in so many philanthropic areas that I know Adler's family and companies are particularly generous and active in. Yeah, and thanks for pointing that out. Uh, I would say that that's that's sort of ingrained in the fabric of, of Sudler. We we really pride ourselves on the fact that we have served uh, the public, the country, uh, in different in different regards. Whether that be the military, um, you know, as prosecutors for the U.S. government. Uh, my brother and I both served after nine eleven. My brother's a marine, and myself as. Uh, U.S. Army Special Forces, also known as the, the Green Berets, as Hollywood likes to call us. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I, we, we think it's important to get experience outside of, of the family business. I mean, I think a lot of what we have, have learned comes into play every day on what we do. And, and it definitely has had an impact on, on our outlook in, in the business. And, you know, we're, uh, we constantly seek to do better. Um, we, as as a staple of, of who we are, we, we partner with the communities that we develop in. And it's very important that as long-term holders that we are, we really form these cohesive relationships. And I think that sort of stems from, you know, the experiences that we had before in public service. I'd love to just also, before we dive into a little bit on the sustainability front, which is the focus of the podcast, but I just find your story so compelling and inspiring. I'd love to understand how the transition was for you from, you know, from the military to, you know, working in real estate, working in business. You're smiling. So I could tell yeah. <laughs> it was a, an interesting experience for you. It what, is. How, how's that been going for you? Well, I was sort of a forged in the fire, so to speak, but you kind of have to be, if you know, if you know, Peter Sudler, my father. Uh, he's a tough man, so uh, <laughs> you got to have thick skin around here. And, and the best way, one of the best ways I could do that um, was to, uh, you know, go go try out for the hardest unit in, in the military. So, you know, I, I think it's uh, it was it was a terrific way for us to to uh, sort of earn our stripes before we got into the business. Terrific. So, Brian, on the sustainability front, you and I have spoken a few times about, you know, your focus and your strategy. Why is this so important to the company? I mean, you're, a, as you said, 100-year-old real estate company, incredibly successful with a great portfolio, great tenant base. Why sustainability at this time is so important to, to you, your, your brother, your family, and, and all the comp- people that work at the company? So that's a great question. Uh, it feels like you know climate change, sustainability, those are the biggest issues of today. And it's ubiquitous, right? And so as a, a family-owned company, we have the autonomy to be able to move quickly and, and, and to adapt. There's no bureaucracy here. We make decisions and we go. We are we have recognized that where the world is going and, and it's the right thing to do. I mean, um, we we know that there's, and we believe in the fact that climate change is, is something that's affecting all of us, and we have to do our part, right? Uh, a friend of mine asked me, you know, what, what are you guys, what are your guys solutions moving forward as a commercial real estate development? Do you know about concrete? Do you understand the impact that concrete has on the world? It counts for 7% of all the uh, global mm-hmm. greenhouse gas emissions. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm saying, holy cow. Um, so, you know, other than the right thing to do, there's... It, it's really palpable in the marketplace. Uh, people are looking for solutions. You know, customer bases want that. The the largest companies in the world are announcing these these large climate pledges. They're going to have to find places 
where they can meet these requirements. And as a developer of industrial space, um, I can build a building that is, a, you know, more green or is sequestering CO2, CO2 mineralized concrete, then uh, I think that gives me a little bit of a, an edge. And it's also, you know, I'm able to um, assist in, in doing our part in, for, for sustainability and, and climate change. Terrific. Terrific. And that's the message we're trying to get out far and wide globally. So we appreciate all that you and your colleagues are doing at Suddlers. Tell me about Fox Hill Business Park. That specifically, I know, is where you've been uh, deploying a lot of climate technology, specifically Carbon Cure and how that came to be and sort of what the experience and and the, uh, I guess you have to call it an ROI has been on that investment strategy. Sure. So we, we sort of launched a foray into the Southeast over the past few years, and we've uh, purchased some land in, in upstate South Carolina, in um, the I-4 corridor in Florida. And a Fox Hill Business Park was really uh, low-hanging fruit for us. I mean, there there was the carbon cure technology. It was right down the road in the Thomas Concrete, Ready Concrete production factory right there. And so once I learned about this and I knew that this was a cost parity, I was able to Im- implement the solution after having vetted it through structural engineers, architectural engineers, and I could develop with this carbon cure solution. Uh, it was a, a really had a great impact for us. We've gotten tremendous press on it. People are calling us constantly, really excited. Every all of our we have a tenant that we pre-lease in this market, which is typically not a pre-lease market, who loves the fact that he can say to his his customer base, "I'm in a in a green building," and uh, it's just had that's the ROI right there. And the fact that that Sudler is pre-leasing buildings in, in the market that's not traditionally pre-leasing. And um, just getting great press about it. And I think it, it sets us apart and points, you know, as a as sort of a leader in the industry. And the tenants obviously are recognizing what you're doing, right? And they're being drawn to these these development projects, right? So it's got, it sounds like it's a big part of your, and I don't mean this in a greenwashing because I know it's not, but it sounds like it's also a part of your marketing strategy in terms of attracting tenants that are prioritizing climate technologies. Yeah, it's twofold. I mean, it's definitely about marketing strategy as well as doing the right thing, but the the tenants are responding far and wide. Um, I mean, we have gone so far as to uh, tenants reach out to us and say, hey, if, you, if we were to do a build to suit with you, would you be able to use some of that carbon cure stuff? And that, that helps us meet our, our carbon emission goals for 2030, 2040, 2050. And so we're seeing that now. And I've heard from the concrete production facilities that they have had a lot of people reaching out to them about this this product, this uh, carbon cure technology and, and others. I mean, there's others out there as well. So it's really, it's nice to see the impact that we're having on uh, it's, it's almost like another amenity mm-hmm. to, to the building and, and as you well know um, it's become a little bit of an amenity war it's not just mm-hmm. office not just multifamily. it's industrial now you gotta Absolutely. have you gotta spec the office you gotta have the led you gotta have the door packages in mm-hmm. the higher roofs so now it's just it's one more thing that Sudler has to offer and say oh by the way this building was built with co2 mineralized concrete and you saved a hundred and you know some odd thousand pounds of, of CO2 and doing so. And said, wow, that's a win. Yeah. Terrific. So what other things are you guys looking at, Brian? Like I know again, you know, is, and I've been on this climate technology journey just most recently. Unfortunately, I wish I started it much later earlier, but uh, you know, here I am, but you know, a lot of real estate companies, they're not, you know, so far ahead of, of the industry, right? So there's many of the companies are like 
subtler in the sense that they've just started to implement some of these technologies. So you're definitely on the leading edge in that regard. What are some of the other things you're thinking about keeping your eye on or strategies that you're talking about with your company leadership in terms of climate technologies you're looking at? Yeah, well, certainly in the industrial world, there's not a lot of us that are, that are looking into it. I mean, if you think about it, what's an industrial building made of? concrete, steel, maybe a little bit of PVC, a little bit of wood. And so there's only so many technologies out there. So the, the concrete is is a big one. You know, looking at steels and metals, I mean, you can go so far as to say, I'm going to build with wood. That's something that we're not ruling out in the going in the future. If that's something that the, is decided is could be more sustainable and just as effective. Um, however, that's really not the case as, as, as of today. As far as other solutions we were you know we have solar on our rooftop we're looking at the community solar programs in new jersey as you know michael mm-hmm. um that's a big thing and we're trying to win community solar um and, and be able to provide solar to uh, low-income housing communities and, and things like that and uh in addition to that really the only other options that we can do right now are in the in the building management systems mm-hmm. so companies like 75f that are out yep. there where if you're specking office, you can do that. But in, in the industrial world, the, the tricky part is, do you, do you spec something when you don't know who your tenant is going to be yet and what the office component is, gonna, is going to be? So for us, it's really working with the tenant once they come in and say, hey, by the way, here are some solutions that we can work right. together and implement into your, your office component and in the warehouse as well, which are, are considered sustainable and are also going to help you with energy savings. Uh, right. So there are companies that we are investigating with right now and, and open to hearing about a lot more. You know, right. We really want to seek more out. Thank you. And that, you know, that'll be one of the, hopefully the, the, the byproducts of this webinar. I mean, the podcast is that people will reach out to you that have these solutions because that's sort of our mission is how do we help the startups that are building these solutions get to the marketplace, get some traction, get some customers and just connect them with leaders like Sudler companies who are looking for them. So, you know, as as I said, and and you you noted, there's not that many companies, particularly in industrial, that are doing, that are investing in climate technologies. And so if a real estate company is listening to this, what kind of like advice would you give them? Maybe lessons learned about sort of the journey that you all have gone through so far. And, you know, maybe just sort of the sales pitch as to why this is so important as well. All companies that are dealing in concrete need to to look into to green concrete solutions like a carbon cure or the others that are out there. I mean, there's if we have structural engineers, we have concrete finishers, we have GCs, we have concrete experts all saying this does not change um, the dynamic of, of the concrete. Okay, if anything, it's showing that it, it, it makes it stronger. So they should be seeking out those solutions. And I understand they should be, if it's not in their area, then they need to, to do what they can and do their part to have to have you know concrete production facilities bringing the, that solution to their to their facilities um, because we know it works. And I'm pretty sure that the uh, the science is there. Um, as far as other solutions go, you know, I, I think that that people should do their part in, in trying to find solar products that they can put on the rooftop and uh, and building solutions and, and they should be on the forefront as well. I and mean, we have a responsibility to do this. And I think that their, their tenants ultimately are going to want this. And as we all know, ESG is, is uh, just all the rage and, and, and rightfully so. Yeah. I think just a couple other thoughts. I just wanted questions I want to get your thoughts on is, you know, you, you've obviously been through some incredibly challenging situations in your military career. 
things I can't even imagine what, what you've seen and what, you know, what you've had to endure. And then we look at climate change and we say, this is, you know, and I know you've got young kids. I've got young kids. This is the greatest challenge of our lifetime, right? Because it's not just, you know, we're not just, you know, it's not just about us facing it now with wildfires and, and, and heat and, and all the destruction that we're seeing, right? It's for the, the next generation, right? And the built world being 40% of all carbon emissions, the single largest contributor of carbon emissions of any industry. How do you think we can go about tackling this just extraordinary challenge given what like you've seen in the military? Are there, are there like sort of, I don't know, lessons or strategies that you could maybe talk a little bit about as to how, how do you get, you know, the world and our industry to prioritize this quote unquote mission of addressing climate change? That's a great question. It's like, how, how do you eat the elephant, right? One, one bite at a time. Um, it's, it's difficult. I certainly don't think it's going to be a top-down driven thing. I think the markets have to drive it with solutions. You have to get companies that are, are coming up with great, terrific solutions at cost parity or less or somehow saving to developers money. And then it's a no-brainer. You know, I get to be green. I'm, I'm saving money. But yeah, this is, this is something that's going to take a long time. And uh, it's, it's, it's ominous to think about sort of what we're leaving to our children and our grandchildren. And so I personally, you know, we have to put the onus on, on, uh, on our peers to be, to be seeking out to, to do better. And, and the customer base has to, has to do the same. So it has to really be sort of a grassroots driven thing. Uh, I'm just sure, not sure how, how it works out when it's, you know, driven from the top down. So my goal and the Southern Accelerator Company's goal is to do everything we can and to have other companies look at us and say, hey, look what they're doing. They're doing pretty well. Um, you know, we need to be more like that. Yeah, and I, I agree. I mean, we're obviously seeing some legislation in New York, local law 97 in Europe, the Green Deal and other parts of the country. I just don't know that it's, it's going to be enough and it's going to be effective. I think it has to come from the private sector, from leaders like yourself. And when, you know, you can go to the marketplace and, sh- and demonstrate that, that ROI. Yes. I mean, there's not everybody shares your, your sense of decency and moral compass. So, which is fine, right? We don't want to, I'm not here to preach, but if there's a, if there's an ROI that you can save, you know, reduce costs, meet tenant demand. Well, that's got to be a powerful message that the marketplace, hopefully it would resonate with, right? And yeah. and technology being the solution. I mean, look how we've got a vaccine for COVID-19 in a year never, and it, through technology. So I'm hopeful technology is the solution. I, I, and I think it is. I mean, look, we're, this is not completely altruistic on our part. We're uh, in the business of making money. We believe in capitalism. and uh, But and we know that it's out there. There's there's people that are, they start focusing on, on real estate and they see how big this addressable market is and they start inventing technologies, whether it's software or otherwise. And I know lots of companies already are. And people are able to right, save money, reduce costs. Uh, then I think it's gonna it's gonna be a, a tidal wave. I think it'll it'll go a lot quicker. And you know, I, I wish it was tomorrow, right. but um, you know, it's gonna take some time. You're a young young guy. <laughs> You've got so many years ahead of you in this business. So many prosperous uh, years, I'm sure. What would the next sort of five years look like for you in terms of success? How would you you know want to be able to look back five years from today and what you and your colleagues were able to do at Sudler and say feel really good about that on the sustainability ESG front? Somebody once told me in, in Special Forces, your your reputation is everything. 
takes you a lifetime to build it. It takes you a few seconds to destroy it. And so I would say to answer that question is, is not to make as much money as I can, but to to build really great industrial parks that, pe- that companies, um, that cities, that counties, that states are, are really proud of and, and look at and, and use as examples for, for others to sort of hold themselves to and to uh, ha- hold Souther's name in, in high regard as, as a well-respected developer nationally uh, across the nation and to you know really further the sustainability movement on our part and become a leader and in five years from now look back and say well i'm glad we did that you know look where we are and uh, and, and come out you know uh, on top that's great that's great Brian. i'm sure you will that last final question i'm somebody that's uh, always looking for a great inspiration and people to follow and learn from who are some of the leaders that inspire you that you've learned most from in your life in your career you know, uh, it's cliche, but my father's obviously a, a very successful, very smart man. But I would have to say that um, my mother, who who's who's also in this family business, she's our general counsel. I mean, we're like, you know, you know, Jer- you know, Jersey diners, Michael. We're like, you know, we're like a Greek diner where you know, mom's the hostess, dad's the you know, brothers in the back, sister the uh, that that's us. So uh, I would say that my parents are are. Incredible, incredible influences, and, and as were my as were my grandparents, and uh, you know I'm lucky to have them. We're we're a very a very tight knit family, but as it says on the on the side of the Sierra Nevada beer cans, right? The family owned, operated, and argued over. <laughs> my favorite. No, that's great, Brian. Well, listen, I'm sure your grandparents are are listening, looking down, and and they could probably be more proud of you and your brother and your leadership. And I know that. Uh, I am deeply, deeply appreciative, as I said, of your service and all, and and now you know your, your continued leadership on the sustainability and climate front. And I'm really excited about what's next for settler companies. And I uh, I'm sure great, great things, and that reputation will continue to be uh, stellar. So thanks so much again, Brian, for spending some time with me on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Michael. This is great. Appreciate what you do. If you want to hear more about top industry trends, please hit subscribe and join us on this journey to reimagine real estate. If you've enjoyed listening to this week's episode, please be sure to give us a five-star rating and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. To stay up to date on leading climate tech trends and topics, join the Cretech Climate Community by clicking the link in our bio. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you join us next week.